the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. It's hour two of the show, and it's so good to have you here. I'm Randy Corcoran. Our phone number, 303-696-1971. 696-1971. South Carolina primary is over. The results are coming in. Uh, it looks like uh, right now about 57 for Trump, 42% for Haley, uh, 1% or less each for Ramaswamy and Binkley, whoever that is, and, and DeSantis, others whose names still appeared on the ballot. It does look like Nikki Haley may be speaking soon about her defeat there. And if that happens, we will dip in just as quickly as we can. The um, audio that I want to play for you from Scott Bottoms is very disturbing, so get ready for that. Before we do it, let's grab a phone call here real quick. Irene's been patiently waiting. Irene, good evening and welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Irene. Hi, Irene. Well, I just want—I just had a dumb question. Well, you came to last, the right—you came to the right place. Last week, you were talking about that slot to vote uncommitted. Uh huh. And there was a little bit of discussion about it. I didn't really understand it, but I asked my friend about it. She's an unaffiliated voter, so she gets two ballots. Right. In the envelope. Well, we started talking, and the Republican ballot had two, like, pinkish stripes on them, one on the top and one on the bottom. But the, but hers had, like, a little metal stripe, uh, just a tiny section of a piece of metal looking on her no uh, kidding. Republican on her, you mean on her Democrat ballot? On her Republican okay. one, because she gets both of them. Right. But when she put it in the envelope, her envelope was yellow. And there's a little circle cut out where you can, like, read a, Q, uh, like a little round QR code. And I wondered if that is... Is that all normal? Because her Democratic ballot did not have the pink stripe on it. Well, I'd sure love to see it. I know I've heard talk among clerks and recorders and people who, you know, poll watch and all of that, that they do distinguish between the Republican and Democrat ballots somehow. But I don't remember the reason for that. Certainly could be a way to commit shenanigans if you wanted it. Uh, I suppose if the ballots are that different, the the envelope's the same. So I guess until the ballot is opened, they wouldn't know. But once they and maybe that well, actually now that I think about it, maybe that's the reason um, because well, the they, they've en- got her a, envelope. Her envelope was yellow and mine was white. Hmm, different counties or anything? No. So her return envelope was yellow, and your return yes. envelope is white. She was a, an unaffiliated. You are a Republican. Right. Some right. very interesting questions. Have you called? What county are you in? Uh, oh, 
older. Oh, well, that explains everything. People on were just on LSD who were printing up your envelopes, and they wanted to see some pretty new colors. Well, the other thing was that when um, we went to the Dropbox to turn it in, yeah. there was nobody monitoring the Dropboxes. Yeah. And the thing of it is, uh, previously when I went... They would give me a I vote sticker or something, you know, because mm-hmm. there would be somebody there. Now they probably have cameras, but who's monitoring the cameras? Who cares, you know? Yeah, Colorado's such a lost cause right now. And, you know, what we have to do is, and I'm so glad you turned in your ballot early. That'll be far more important in November than it is now. I don't expect, of course, Donald Trump to win this state, although they plan to play for it hard, I'm told, by. The insiders and people who should know. Um, well, I know you're but, fighting about this court case about the unaffiliateds and all of that, too. Yeah, yeah. So I thought maybe you would be aware of all this. Well, I'm not aware of these different uh, ballot colors, oh. and, and this metal strip is is troubling, for sure. There's a, a, a what seems to be like a metal strip in one of the ballots, but not in the other one, it sounds like. Right. I would love to see... A Republican and a Democrat ballot side by side. And the the uncommitted or non-committed delegate that you talked about, we did spend a little time last show, last Saturday, looking up the statute and just trying to figure out. A good texter came in with a great idea that the Democrats may have known for some time that they were going to need to replace creepy, sleepy showers with daughter Joe Biden. And so they've created this opportunity for non-committed delegates to go to their convention and they don't have to vote for Biden or some other candidate, you know, on that first round of ballots. And maybe those non-committed delegates are part of how they're anticipating if Joe well, Biden won't step Michigan, down. Michigan is, I think, encouraging people to vote non-committed. Yeah, I saw an article. Let me see if maybe actually I was... I just was scrolling through that a little while ago. wondered if I wanted to talk about it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. How an uncommitted vote in Michigan could send a message to President Biden. Yeah, I that was just... just ne- Go ahead. I guess I just need to pay more attention to what's, <laughs> what's going... Because I never really paid attention before. Well, Irene, we all need to be paying a lot of attention. And when we get to the general election, we need to be manning those polling places. We need to have poll watchers. We need to have um, election judges from our side of the political spectrum. We have to turn our ballots in early as much as we all hate uh, not going and voting on election day. Turning those ballots in early, allowed the, the data is updated so quickly that it allows a candidate to know that I've already banked Irene's vote. I need to go after Randy's vote because he hasn't turned his ballot in yet. And and as you get closer to the election, the use of those resources to chase down, you know, likely voters for your side becomes more and more important. I'm just concerned about it's supposed to be a secret ballot, and I don't think it is. (laughs) Well, your name's not on it. So that, you know, the first thing that happens when it... There was a little QR code you know cut out on the envelope i think that's how they identify if it's a republican or democrat ballot i'm not sure yeah but i don't trust them at all anymore well i certainly understand that irene and i appreciate you waiting to weigh in tonight i hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend thank you god bless bye 
All right, Nikki Haley has not stepped up to a mic anywhere. With 28% of the vote in, Donald Trump has won the South Carolina primary now at about 59 to 40%. But again, under 30% of the votes have been counted. Let's continue the phone calls tonight with Mike and Aurora. Mike, welcome to the show. Yeah, Randy, uh, i got to say this. Um, I, unless things radically change, uh, it appears Trump is going to win South Carolina. And why, on God's green earth, I cannot understand, Nikki Haley does not have the decency to bow out. At least Kamala Harris in 2016 had the decency to bow out when she came in dead last during the the, prim, the Democratic primaries. She came in dead last in her state, the first to uh, to resign, first to get out. And Nikki Haley cannot even, like similarly, Nikki Haley cannot win her own state. It's a, it's such an embarrassment, and, and I, I posed that question in the first hour, so I'm glad that you called in to, to talk about it a little bit. What is she thinking? Yeah. She's generating Democrat know. donations, never Trumper donations. She's ruining any brand. She's young enough, just like we used to say about Ron DeSantis. She could have a, a future in 2028, but not not with this kind of behavior, not with uh, taking sucking in all this Democrat money, encouraging Democrat voters to vote in the Republican primary to try and elevate her numbers and, and make it harder for Donald Trump to seal this up and turn his attention to whomever the Democrat nominee turns out to be. I don't know the uh, the greater source of her donors, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, rhinos or what have you, but uh, what, a, what a just a spectacular, sickening waste of money and time. Yeah, imagine these million dollar, all of these millions, tens of millions of dollars going toward a concerted effort to organize Republicans, protect elections, have the volunteers you need, the legal teams that you need, the get out the vote efforts that you need, and expand it from just the battleground states into the other uh, other states that are are worth pursuing in order to to create a real mandate. It's selfish, and I don't know what you think, Mike. I, I really think that Ron DeSantis. I heard him uh, interview with Mark Levin the other day, and he was so smart about when he realized there was no path for him. What did he do? I heard it, too. too. Yeah, he folded his tent, and he threw in behind the obvious winner of the Republican primary and then went back to work as being probably the greatest governor in the country in the state of Florida. And, And so, you know, maybe he can salvage his career, his presidential aspirations, because he jumped right back on board. I can understand. The man thought he could run for president. He thought Donald Trump was vulnerable. He stayed in the fight and and fought hard until there was no, obviously, no path for him. Why Nikki Haley can't see the same thing, it's, it's either the funding or the globalists. You know, she's a Bush Republican, and they're fighting and scrambling for power. Well, she's a neo-war con, and I, she just has ego galore, and she just doesn't care. I mean, I, her donors, I mean, who's who's worse? Her donors who are just burnt. I think, I think, as you said, tens of millions of dollars these people throw at her in these, in these, uh, these, these political action committees. 
it and in the in the throwing tens of millions at at Biden too, which it's going to easily end up another billion dollar presidential campaign. Yeah. And and the Democrats have unlimited resources. The Republicans do not. So it's it's very concerning that someone would be so self centered, selfish, whatever the motives are, to to be burning through all this money, forcing Trump to do the same. And several texters have have posited, and uh, to my phone and to the seven ten Can US app, have posited that the reason is she's hopeful that Donald Trump will somehow become ineligible due to some kind of a conviction. And I just don't see that happening. That the, the time frame is not right for that to for him to actually be officially kept from a ballot. No, yeah. Um and I'm I'm I, I will say uh, parenthetically I'm a little surprised that the Supreme Court hasn't come out with their ruling on the Colorado challenge by now. I'm disappointed I, I uh, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think they, they need to rule quickly because we're getting, you know, we're getting hot and heavy into election season. Um, maybe they feel like since the states that the two states, including Colorado, that took or said that they were keeping Trump off the ballot uh, didn't. He's on our ballot. We can vote for him. Uh, Jenna Griswold has said, you know, has made it sound iffy whether she'd actually count those ballots, but she'll certainly have to under certain present circumstances. And the other state, what was it, New Hampshire, did the same thing. They kept, uh, they wound up keeping Trump on the ballot. But they, they need to resolve this. It, it's not even close. It'll either be, you know, if it's worse than 7-2 in favor of Donald Trump and the Colorado State GOP, I'll be very surprised. It could be 8-1 or even a 9-0 ruling because the answer is so obvious. Yeah, I think maybe it was Maine, but we're entering now the third week of uh, since the deliberations before the court, and I just was hoping we'd have something by now. I mean, I returned my ballot to, like day one or two after I got it and voted for DJT. Did and you? I just I go, uh, no. Go, go ahead, ahead and finish. No, I just I hope it counts. You know. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, we all do, and it's interesting. Uh, Texters are, I mean, I'm getting tons of uh, ballot images coming in. We'll go through those in just a minute, try and figure out what it all means. But um, I'm glad you got your ballot in. Did you hand-deliver it? Did you mail it back? How do you deal with that? I I hand-deliver it to the ballot box, yeah. I've always done that as well. I just I refuse to trust the mail. You wait, you get that text that says your ballot has been counted. You just have to hope and pray that it was counted properly. Actually, I, I'm glad you reminded me. I haven't even got that yet. Huh. I don't know if it yeah, I'd be <laughs> I'd be calling about that for sure. Well, Mike, I really well, appreciate the call. God bless you, sir. Have a wonderful rest of your thank weekend. You. Thank you, Randy. You better believe it. Six twenty. We're going to take a break here in just a minute. Um, Mike's line is open three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. 696-1971. We, I've got to play this Scott Bottoms audio for you, Colorado State Representative Scott Bottoms audio for you. Even though we're in political conversations, this is very troubling news for Colorado. And we'll take a look at several of these ballot images that have come in on the 710 KNUS app text-to-studio feature and see if we can make Heidner or hair of them. All that ahead, if you stay with us here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. A little bit 
The Seekers 1967 playing oldies tonight for Bumper here on 710 KNUS. Good to have you along. I'm Randy Corcoran. Just a gorgeous day and another gorgeous day on tap tomorrow. So we're getting a sort of a pre-spring taste of spring. You know, if you've been around here a while, that April and May are typically our wettest and often snowiest months. So the party is not over, but it, it sure feels good. Saw people outside on motorcycles, haven't been able to dig mine out yet, but um, uh, starting to get the itch, absolutely for sure. Our phone number here is 303-696-1971, 696-1971. And many of you know that I went to Colorado College, the Colorado College in Colorado Springs, kind of opened the door to law schools. It sent me to Europe uh, to live and study, and um, I'll always be grateful for the really tremendous education and opportunities I got by being um, accepted and accepted into and even uh, funded by Colorado College. And, I, you know, I worked hard for it, finished my last two years of college there after 10 years in Metro State, a class here and a class there. But that was my path in life. And when I graduated, I got in the habit of making a donation to the school. Um, I chose the University of Denver for my law school after being admitted to Colorado, uh, the University of Colorado and uh, got an interview out at Yale, got to fly out there. That was pretty cool, although I'm so glad. I didn't know what, then what I know now about these liberal, radical colleges um, Hastings College of Law, some others that uh, I could have chosen, but I wanted to stay in Denver, my my home city, my beloved home city. This was long before the complete breakdown of civil society in once beautiful Denver. And when I graduated law school, I would also donate money to them. I, I thought, yeah, I'll pass that along. I used scholarship money. I got student loans and financial aid, and, and some of it came from the school and, and prior you know, graduates. And I wanted to pass that along. But as time went on, as I got into politics, as I started to understand the corruption in the media, the corruption in our political system, the corruption in our political parties, I became more aware about messaging and about what goes on with young minds. And slowly and surely, I think, I think the Icing on the cake for me is when uh, Colorado College hosted Van, what was his name, Van, was it Van Jones? I think Van Jones from CNN. And I wanted to go down there because I had questions for this man. He was pretty prominent back then. I don't know if he is now. And it was during the Obama era, and uh, and then I got really sick, so I, I didn't get a chance to go. But I just stopped sending money because I would look, I'd get the notifications of speakers, and it was always left-wing radicals. And I see that the University of Denver has gone the absolute same way. And I'm hoping when we get to the 8 o'clock hour, I'll have a little time to talk about this latest edition. I, they still send me their University of Denver magazine. It, it's seasonal. I think it comes out quarterly. This is the winter edition. And right here on page 27, climate change, more than extreme weather, DU researchers on the less visible signs of climate change. That sounds, you know, okay. If it's a if it's an actual 
scientific investigation into what causes changing temperatures and, you know, if they consider the real factors that contribute to the fluctuations in the Earth's temperature, like sunspots and sun flares and uh, volcanic eruptions and the, the soot and garbage that gets in the air. And if they identify, even if they want to blame carbon, which, you know, they say carbon like it's some some big chunk of junk in the air. With, when they're talking about carbon dioxide, what you breathe out, what you breathe out into the atmosphere that trees then turn back into life-saving oxygen for you. And this is not that article. So hope to, if I don't get to it this week, maybe we'll get to it next week. But the picture on the very first page is three children. Of course, one boy, one, mm, hard to say, boy or girl, both white, a black girl standing in front of a kind of a farmhouse looking, maybe a church-like farmhouse looking thing with the world on fire behind them. Um, so something we want to talk about, I mentioned those videos uh, or audios I want to play for you, but right now, Nikki Haley has taken the stage to announce her loss in South Carolina. And let's tune in and see what Vicki Haley, Nikki Haley has to say. Thank you. Y'all are a rowdy bunch. <laughs> yeah, all 15 of you. Thank you. That doesn't sound like much of a crowd. Obviously thanking my family. I am so incredibly blessed. I was able to speak with Michael this morning. Um, I just, his support has been amazing. The kids have really stepped up, sometimes too much, but they have stepped up in a way that has made me so, so proud. I am blessed because I had the ability to actually um, go vote today with my mom. You know, and there's something very special with the fact that she was a lawyer in India and she was named one of the first female judges. And because of the times, she was never able to sit on the bench. But the fact that she could go with me and cast her ballot for her daughter as president of the United States was an amazing... Sixty forty now being reported. I want to thank my parents who taught me strength and grace. I want to thank Michael's parents who have been unbelievably supportive through all of this. And I want to thank my brothers and my sister and their families for always supporting us every step of the way. Thank you. I feel blessed tonight. I've felt blessed through this entire journey. Even when it's been tough. Yeah, losing will do that to you. Of that. I've felt God's strength and grace every step of the way. I'm blessed to have served the state that raised me. And I look forward to continuing to be blessed to serve the state that raised me, whether it's going and voting with my mom or whether it is um, being with our family. We are very grateful for the good people of South Carolina. Thank you. And it's a blessing to know that across our sweet state, everyone wants to bring back the America we know and love. 
that's the underlying message of what happened today. I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory. Oh, stop it. And I want to thank the people of South Carolina for using the power of your voice. It's like 15 people there. No matter the results, I love the people of our state. I love what we accomplished together, and I love how we united during our worst challenges and tragedies. I've always seen our state as a family. Families are honest with each other. They say the hard truth. Uh-oh. That's what I've done this entire Is she ending it? Breaking news coming? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What I saw today was South Carolina's frustration with our country's direction. I've seen that same frustration nationwide. I share it. I feel it to my core. I couldn't be more worried about America. It seems like our country is falling apart. But here's the thing. America will come apart if we make the wrong choices. Come on, Nikki. This has never been about me or my political future. We need to beat Joe Biden in November. All right, there are more than 15 people there. First time I don't you... believe Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. Nearly every day, Trump drives people away. Okay, no. Including with his comments just yesterday. She's not doing the right thing. Today in South Carolina, we're getting around 40% of the vote. That, that's, about what, that's about what we got in New Hampshire, too. I'm going to count it. I know 40% is not 50%. But I also know 40% is not some tiny group. numbers of voters in our Republican primaries who are saying they want an alternative. All right. I think we can bow out of there. I thought maybe we were getting to some breaking news that Nikki Haley was going to read the writing on the wall. But everything that uh, people have been saying and texting and, and writing about tonight during this show appears to be true, and she's going to continue. So before we have to take our next break, let's get back to the phones. Jack and Evergreen, our old friend, is here. Jack, welcome to the show. Hey, Randy. It's always fun to talk to you. But you mentioned carbon dioxide. Okay? I did. Well, I'm always about two years ahead of all you guys. Right? <laughs> I've said that to everybody on the radio. But this, this, this carbon sequestration this had billions of dollars pumped behind it. It's going to totally fail. And I don't want to do it on the radio, but someday if you want to talk to me, I know quite a bit about it. 
And uh, they're trying to convert a bunch of existing natural gas pipelines from the Midwest all the way over to here. And they're going to pump it in, inject it at about 9,000 feet with all the service into, into areas that they think will contain it. And they're paying royalties to everybody in my area of Wyoming right now to have the rights, subsurface rights for the 9,000. Uh, I think it's seven to 9,000. But anyway, it, it's about wasted money chasing. I, I think the head, head engineer on this whole project was was uh, uh, Greta Thornburg is what it looks like to me. Yeah. Yeah. When you say carbon sequestration, I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about, but why don't you explain it a little bit more? Well, what they're doing is they're going to take carbon uh, dioxide and they can put it in three different forms, liquid, solid and gas. And some of them are kind of a blend of the two. And they want to transport them from the middle of the country out here to Wyoming and pump them underneath my place in Wyoming. That's what they're going to do. Okay. But it's so well funded now, and they're buying out these natural gas pipelines and taking them out of service. But a natural gas pipeline cannot service a carbon dioxide because it has the slightest bit of moisture in it. It, beco it, becomes, uh, it becomes a very corrosive acid. And when the acid finds one spot in the pipe to eat its way through, plus it's at extremely high pressure. So the, 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 the through, and we're not talking six inch pipes now. Eight-inch pipes, like gathering line pipes. We're talking 30-inch pipes, 36-inch pipes. Uh, it's it, the whole thing is a disaster. I, it would take me a long time to explain it to you, and I'm sure your audience doesn't want to hear it. Well, Jack, I always appreciate hearing from you. And what do you think about Nikki Haley continuing her race? Well, she actually has 40 percent of the vote. Uh, I'd be shocked, to be quite frank with you. <laughs> You'd be shocked if she actually has 40% or you'd be shocked if she didn't continue? I don't know what she's going to do, but I mean, it, I mean it, didn't, she, didn't you rate it? Didn't you just say she, she had 40% of the vote? Yeah, with about 60, oh, 40% of the votes in, she's at, they're at 60-40 right now. Well, I'm, I'm surprised at that. I really am. But, but you know, she, she's a great gal. She got rid of the stars and bars. You know, the rebel flag is gone, man. <laughs> God. Yeah. What is she going to do to you and me? Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad sign. Bad sign. And but I, 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 the, the, the amount of money that's pumped into this, and even when Trump was in office, he funded part of it. But this, this carbon sequestration is a biggie. It's huge and stupid. Okay. Thanks, Jack. Okay. Good weekend. Jack's line is open, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. And let's just see here, text messages coming in. 40% of the votes for Nikki with Democrat votes, yeah, that Nikki's ad campaign begged for. And that's absolutely true. And, of course, and this is, you know, we're fighting this battle here in Colorado. Our trial will be sometime in 2025, to stop this nonsensical and unconstitutional semi-open primary here in Colorado, where, you know, you can have Catholics coming in to, to choose your pope. Or, I mean, Catholics coming in to choose your... Uh, <laughs> I got that wrong. You can have, um, let's say, Jehovah's Witnesses coming in to choose your pope. It's just ridiculous to have... Democrats choosing candidates for Republicans and Republicans or unaffiliateds 
It's like having atheists coming in to choose your pope, right? I mean, just, just the logic of it is so ridiculous. And it's absolutely true. The ads in South Carolina encouraging Democrats to support Nikki in order to try and stop Donald Trump because, like in Colorado, they can vote in the Republican primary. And I love people, and you hear them on the radio and elsewhere, they draw conclusions from some of the results of these elections like much closer than everybody thought without considering for one moment that it's because members of an opposite party are allowed to step in when, when they don't have a, a horse in the race or, you know, Joe Biden, the putative nominee for the uh, Democrats for 2024, uh, they come over to try and influence the Republican outcome. We've seen the results here in Colorado. It's, it's not even debatable anymore. But people still stand on their ridiculous and unfortunate talking points. Uh, Before we get to a break, and we've still got to look at these ballots that people have sent in. I've got uh, this audio. You must hear from Scott Bottoms. But uh, from Zero Hedge, Ford Motor Company, we were just talking about uh, carbon and and climate change and this what looks to be ridiculous article. The pictures are outrageous in this University of Denver article on climate change. But Ford is slashing production of their electric truck, the 2024 F-150 Lightning electric pickup. Now, apparently there's some quality control issue that's slowing it down. But what's really interesting is the comments that have been made uh, about this push backfiring. Auto dealers nationwide warning, and this was a note by... uh, RBC analyst Tom Narian said the EV slowdown is far from over. Currently, there are excellent battery electric vehicles available for consumers to purchase, but they are stacking up on our lots. Already, electric vehicles are stacking up on our lots, which is our best indicator of customer demand in the marketplace. Well, duh. So embarrassing that, and so sad. Ford seemed to be the holdout. You know, GM became a Democrat-run, government-controlled some time ago. It looked like Ford was going to avoid what's going to be an economic disaster, but apparently they're not. Anyway, we'll get back to some. I've got to play the Scott Bottoms audio for you and have you hear it, what's going on. Man, right here in our own backyard, it will make you sick to your stomach. And we'll take a look at uh, some of these ballots. So a bunch of them were texted in. And we'll see if we can figure out what all these different color codes mean. And we'll get back to your calls just as soon as we return here on 710 KNUS. Jerry and the Pacemakers, we've been hanging out in the 60s tonight on the 710 KNUS Wake Up with Randy Corcoran radio show. And uh, that was Ferry Across the Mersey. I just, uh, Dave likes it, sent me a picture of a smoking cigar. And man, can you see with a driving with that thing in your mouth? Man, oh man! But uh, loving the songs, great vocals, really do appreciate that. Whole lot of text messages, but we want to grab the calls too. Hate to leave people waiting, so let's get back to the phones with Dave in Centennial. Welcome to the show, Randy. Hi, Dave. The governor of, the governor of California just did us a huge favor today. What did he do? He called. 
He called Nikki Haley the best advocate the Democrats have. Oh, God. That's disgusting. It's it's amazing. No, I mean, that's a great moniker that Trump can go out there and say, the best advocate the Democrats have, according to the governor of California, Nikki Haley. Jeez. Go out and pump it. Yeah. And here's the the other thing, not to... No, no, go ahead. Break in. 70% of the vote that that Nikki Haley got in the New, New Hampshire primary were crossover votes. They were not Republican. So the New Hampshire primary vote total that she got, only 30% of them were Republicans. 70% of them were Democrats or independents. It, and what can she be thinking, Dave? I mean, I don't know if you were listening. We had we put her on live when she yeah, took to the stage, and she really set herself up, set it up as though she was going to. I can see the writing on the wall, and I understand history, and I this is not about me. And it, it sounded like she was, and she did this on purpose. It sounded like she was setting herself up to go ahead and concede. She's lost by twenty one points so far, about seventy percent of the vote in. 21 points when Democrats are voting for her in the Republican primary and she's going to stick around. But she played it like maybe she was going to drop out. I, It's disgusting to me. Just disgusting. Well, she's she has got it in her head that she's going to make sure that she's around just to, just to spoil it for Trump. Here's the thing. The no names people, I would not be at all surprised that she teams up with them just for the spite of it. She is she is burning every bridge she ever had because no Republican, no conservative will ever vote for her for dog catcher after this. So good show, Randy. Take well, care. Thank you, Dave. Really do appreciate it. Dave's line is open, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Randy. Uh, oh, Randy, please stay. We need your voice of reason. Probably talking about the Republican National Committee. Uh, I just haven't announced my final decision on this thing, but I have promised tonight that I will do so next week. And I, I just I know I have to now because rumors are out there. Talked about this in the first hour that my plan was to not make any announcements and show up at the Republican Assembly, the state assembly get up on stage, announce that I would not be running, and then uh, endorse someone else. And it's absolute nonsense. I've just been, you know, taking my time, taking that advice, don't make any serious decisions for a year when you have a loss like uh, like I sustained with the loss of my wife. And so I've just, and it's it's hard. I mean, I, it's only recently that I've been starting to feel my heart back in this. And I know the election has a lot to do with it, how, how disastrous uh, just virtually every facet of our country is becoming. The inability to pay for anything, the inability to, you know, make any progress with your savings account, your college fund, your... Uh, mortgage payments. You can't sell a house or step up because you can't afford the new higher mortgage rates. It's And then the southern border is such a pendant. We haven't even begun to see the ramifications of what creepy, sleepy Joe Biden is intentionally doing to our country. Texter goes on to say, please don't leave the radio. 
Well, thank you. Thank you for that. It is, uh, it is strange, not strange, I guess not even surprising, but profound how what it does to you when you have, you know, the, the stuffing, the, the, the support, the, the love of your life just plucked away unexpectedly. And, um, and it takes time to sort of put yourself back together. But I, uh, but I'm doing it and I'm going to continue to do it. And I'm going to go ahead and make an announcement about my decision for RNC committee, man, just get that done next week. And I've, I've said it aloud because I didn't want to convince myself uh, next week that I just can wait longer because clearly if these rumors are going around, these lies, no, never a basis for it. No one ever asked me or talked to me before they started spreading the rumor. My, my belief is it started on Facebook weeks ago because at the RNC winter meeting, a Republican National Committee woman for Colorado, Vera Ortegon, asked me to my face about it. And I said, absolutely not. I would, am not, would not do that, period. I just haven't wanted to make big, you know, it's a four-year commitment. I haven't wanted to make those until I was sure that my heart was really getting back into the game. And one thing I promised to do in the first hour and haven't, on top of all the other broken promises so far, thank you for all the calls. They, they do distract us from our task at hand, and I love it. Um, but I want to play that Scott Bottoms video, so we'll do that uh, next hour. Bunch of great audio that you need to hear. John Corbless behind the glass put together for us earlier today. And, um, and then I want to take a look at some of these ballots uh, that people have texted in. Texts are pouring in tonight. Really appreciate that. Um, and see if we can make hide or hair of these color schemes and all these different um, apparent versions of ballots that people are getting. What that's all about. And then one thing I'm going to do, first thing, out of the break, full lines or not, won't matter, is I want to give a fair warning to any of you who have been in you know, decades-long relationship or, you know, when your house got full, instead of, you know, paring down, what you did is buy a, buy a bigger house and then fill that up and have all of this stuff that is just around for your kids to have to deal with if you pass unexpectedly. And my wife and I always said, you know, we got to we gotta clean up. We got to pare down. We, we can't leave this kind of a mess to, for the kids. But we always thought we had more time. I mean, we thought we were in the, you know, the, the last 20 years of our almost 30-year relationship, uh, not coming to a surprise end. Um, really nice text. My husband passed as well. I do understand. Takes time. You're loved. Texter, mystery texter, you are loved as well. Thank you very much for saying that. The support that comes your way when stuff like that happens in your life if you're lucky, if you're blessed, if you have quality people around you, which I've obviously been so grateful to have, um, you do get the support you need. You do get the love that you need. In some way, somehow, you find your way through it. So Nikki Haley set up this big, long warm-up. You know, I re I and see the writing on the wall. I understand history. It's not about me. And I'm staying in the race, even though I'm losing my home state by 21% with 30% uh, or 70% of the ballot in. And Democrats being, you know, money being spent to get Democrats to cross over and vote for me just 
disgusting, selfish, and gross. Final hour of the show, 303-696-1971. Great audio, troubling audio that you need to hear, so stay right there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.